This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. As you are well aware, December 3rd marks the UN International Day of Persons with Disabilities, which means there are going to be a whole bunch of announcements and events going on. We'll be talking about it on this show before and after the fact. But there's so much going on that we thought that perhaps a bit of guidance was in line. So our senior producer, Andrika Delanarol, is here to highlight a couple of events around Canada. Hey, good morning, Andrika. Good morning, Dave. How's it going? Not too shabby. So, Andrika, when I say there's a whole bunch going on, I mean <laughs> there is a whole bunch going on. So let's start with a bit of a recommendation on your end because you spent some time sifting through events to highlight. How should somebody go about navigating what event to attend? <laughs> There are so many. Um, And I think, you know what, what I realized when I was searching through, um, because you have to remember there's events all around the the world and a lot of um, organizations are going uh, virtual with their events, which means that you could access an event in America or in other countries out in Europe or, um, you know, different continents and all that. But I think what it comes down to is uh, where you're located and when you want to attend an event and when you're available to. Uh, International Day of Persons with Disabilities is Saturday, but events have already started. Um, Some organizations have started this week, some are going into next week, some are throughout the weekend. So really, I think it comes down to uh, when you're able to attend, um, whether that's in person or virtually. I honestly think that, um, you know, especially if you're in a metropolitan area, um, look at uh, the events that are being put on by your city, um, because chances are, and it's sad to say this, but the bigger the event, and especially if it's run by a city or even a province, the higher the chance that the event will be fully accessible for um, various kinds of accommodations. So whether that's um, things like audio description or descriptive video or closed captioning, live transcription, uh, live ASL interpretation, things like that, um, those are probably your best bet. So that's how I would go about narrowing it down Mm. is based on – what what you're available to do when when you could do it and and really what what you need for that event to be accessible because unfortunately even though these events are for International Day of uh, Persons with Disabilities not all of them are fully accessible right. which is really sad that's... which is part of the conversation yeah. which makes no sense to yeah, me but that's definitely that's my observation <laughs> that's definitely <laughs> one of the threads we're going to be tugging at over the course of the next seven days or so uh, culminating in a roundtable with Marco Pasqua and Elizabeth Moeller uh, next Wednesday. But, Andrika, I would also say part of this is about deciding what you want to get out of an event because these events can range from very serious to very fun. So one of the events you want to highlight is a Canadian-based event that has to do with gaming. So what's going on with the Game for Access event? This one I just I just came across and I think it is so awesome. So this is put on by Easter Seals Canada and the actual event is called ES Gaming's Game for Access and that is 4 with the number 4. Um 
And what they're doing is essentially they're trying to raise awareness on making gaming and especially online gaming accessible and inclusive for gamers with disabilities. Um, there's a lot of gamers, uh, avid gamers who um, enter these spaces and they're not treated well or the spaces aren't inclusive and accessible to them. So this is a very neat initiative to really um, create a dialogue on 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 this niche market mm -hmm. niche, but is a massive market. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of, oh, yeah. there's a lot of gamers with disabilities out there. And there's a lot of people with disabilities who want to game, but maybe they don't know if this game, this very popular game is accessible. For oh yeah. Them. So, I, and, and sorry, I'm not, not yeah. to interrupt you, not to interrupt you, but like I am one of these individuals who has to make mm -hmm. a lot of choices and occasionally throws away $30 on a game and then realizes, <laughs> Ooh, they See? didn't think yeah. at all about accessibility or about the user experience of someone who's a little more light sensitive. Exactly. And there's so many different things, you know, um, I know on the show, we've covered different gaming stories. And it comes down to, you know, it could be contrast, it could be like, I know Nelson Rago was talking the other day about um, what was it about TVs, but even, you know, black and white options, yeah, yeah. Um, things like that. There's so many different types of accommodations um, for gamers. And we have seen over the years, games improve those aspects of accessibility, but there's still a long way to go. It's Oof, not yeah. every game. Um, I know like EA Sports has done it for a few of their sports games, which is really neat, but we really need to see more movement in that industry. So and, this is, and, and for this fear, is part and, of that and conversation. For, and for fear of their great lawyers contacting this program, they've backslid a little <laughs> bit. They were really good a couple of years ago and they've backslid a little bit with some of their design choices. It's true. It's true. But we've seen a little bit. I know, like, um, I think Xbox had, like, an accessible gaming controller. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's coming. It's coming. But I... You know, industries need to move faster because I always say, hey, if you open it up, you're going to get way more money in your pocket because <laughs> yeah. so many more people are going to buy those $80 games and $80 controllers. But yeah, hey, check out this event. It's called ES Gaming's Game for Access. It's a streamathon. It's going for several hours from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern on Twitch this Saturday, December 3rd. And it's going to have influ influencers with disabilities in the gaming world playing. Um, and, and they're from, when I say gaming world, like all, also like I think there's, it's beyond Canada as well. So mm -hmm. anyone can mm -hmm. check this out. Um, they're going to have uh, different games like Rocket League, Minecraft, and Fortnite. Um, you could even uh, click on the link like now. The link is twitch.tv slash game for access and again that's the number four if you were to go to that link right now you could pretty much catch gamers playing right now right and on. that's a huge thing in the community is people like to watch other people game which i don't really get but it's a huge <laughs> thing on youtube it is i know people love it so I, I am, check it out i am one of those passive consumers of watching other people <laughs> play games uh and Drika, let's let's keep moving through here because this one's maybe a little bit more serious but it's got that tinge of the fun and the holiday spirit it's the makers making change program a program offered by the neil squire society they're putting on events with that holiday theme so what do they have on deck? This is really neat, and we've uh, we've had uh, some of the organize, uh, organizers from this um, uh, from Makers Making Change on the show back in June, and I'm so glad that they're doing this. They're putting on an event called Hacking for the Holidays, and essentially what it is is it's open to. Um, 
really anyone, uh, whether you have a disability or not. They're encouraging people to attend um, and to bring toys with you and to learn ways on how to adapt your toys so that they're inclusive and accessible to children. Now, I know it's a little bit odd because, first of all, toy makers should be making their toys accessible to kids. Um, but as we know, that's not the case. So this is an interesting uh, thing that they're doing uh, for people to get creative with the toys that you're kind of giving away, giving for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great way to, th- to think inclusion uh, this holiday season, especially when you're buying toys for kids. So uh, what they're doing is they're, um, they're, they are in-person events. They're going to be providing tools and instructions on how to adapt the toys. And they're also going to teach you how to do it so that um, it would be compatible with uh, things like assistive switches um, and different devices like that. So it's very awesome. You should check it out. Um, all skills are all skill levels are welcome, and um, also they're asking you to bring in some of your toys. But part of the sessions is that every toy and device um, that they're working on is they're going to be uh, donating it as uh, part of their hacking for the holidays campaign. So it's going to be given to a child with a disability this holiday season. Very cool. There are various states in the country, and I'll mention some right now very quickly. December 2nd, if you're in Fredericton, New Brunswick, you can check it out. December 3rd, they're going to be in Vancouver, B.C., and December 4th, they're going to be in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Oh, right We're on. going to share all the info on the blog, by the way. Yeah, so. a- ami.ca slash now for folks to head over to get a lot more of information about this. We're, again, just painting a bit of a thumbnail sketch here because mm-hmm. there are like dozens and dozens and dozens of events going on. Andrika, one more here. And if we had one strong editorial position on the show, it's that we support public libraries. Well, public <laughs> libraries are also going to be offering up some resources on the International Day of Persons with Disabilities. So what did they have on offer? Yes. Yeah, so – Here's the one thing is that not every public library is participating, which is unfortunate, but there but are we still, some. But we still support work. public libraries collectively yes. on the show. <laughs> public libraries, of course, great resource for people. And it is the key to education, I think, especially free education uh, in this country. And so various cities across the country are um, doing a special theme programming for International Day of Persons with Disabilities. So I do encourage you to check out your local uh, branch. But uh, I'll name a few here. You got Halifax Public Library. Um, They're doing something right now that you don't have to wait till Saturday to participate in this. Right now, if you were to head to their website, they do have a series of videos and online content per pertaining to uh, International Day of Persons with Disabilities. And that's everything from the history of the day to educational resources that explore the stats of um, uh, disability in the country and even in, in the province of Nova Scotia, talking about things like barriers. Uh, they're also providing um, resources on understanding disability and diversity within disability, also things like invisible disabilities. So it's it's super educational, um, definitely uh, inclusive for everyone. I know there's a lot of um, adaptive tools there, so definitely check it out. That's the Halifax Public Library. And then, of course, there's other libraries in the country, a bit of a smaller a library or smaller city. Newcastle Library has a whole week of um, inclusive library uh, programming. Um, pertaining to inclusive sports, uh, 
tips on how to adapt your workplace. They have an inclusive art workshop. And of course, there's also uh, Vancouver Public Library. Uh, they've uh, put out some book list recommendations uh, regarding disability and accessibility targeted for kids and teenagers. So check it out. You never know if your local branch is, uh, is hosting something. And drink worth it. a try. Thank you for scouring the web for us. We appreciate it. <laughs> oh, no problem. My pleasure. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.